Adam, our friends over at Cellhound have outdone themselves. They're giving the Death Piles and Taxes listeners an opportunity of a lifetime. They're, they're going to help us make some money, get rid of that death pile, get your items listed because you can't sell out of an empty wagon. Man, so all that you got, kill that death pile. When you go over to Cellhound, use promo code, capital letters, Death Piles 25 to save 25% off of their service. And, and get out there and start making some money. I'm ready. Are you ready? Are they ready? I was born to be ready. Well, you better be ready because it's death piles and taxes time. A hey. podcast that the only one you'll want to listen to to learn how to make money online, to not go to jail for understating your taxes, and to also get the fine enjoyment out of the sultry sounds of one Derek Roy Everett. If, if you want to listen to us, this is the only one you want to listen to. I will tell you, you're looking quite uh, quite trim in the face there. Yeah, it's summer. Well, I no yeah. summer do. Well, it is, it is 100 degree plus today, but my beard is shaggier than your beard. It is. That's true. You're looking like a young man there. I uh, I don't know if you saw this or not, but your old uh, your old pool digging territory it hit 130 the other day. I saw it was 130. In fact, I had the conversation with my buddy who uh, I grew up with. 130 in Death Valley this week. Ooh. For those of you that don't know, uh, I used to dig pools out in Death Valley for uh, for a short, well, a long time, I don't know, for a little bit. Right now my conundrum is I'm here in my office and the air conditioning is really, really cold in every office except for mine, so I have two fans going right now to make sure I'm cool, not in that 130 degrees. I think it's a nice climate control, about 78 here right now. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, if, if I was any more cush, uh, I'd be... What you're saying is you've gotten soft in your old years. I'm softer than the Pillsbury Donut. Nothing wrong with that. If you uh, like 130 degree temperature, there's there's Death Valley for you. But the rest of us will take uh, a little climate control. That's right. So, what's new, buddy? What's up? Oh, that's a crisp cherry soda pop. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just it's another week, man. Time time keeps on slipping into the future, as they say, and uh, it's been busy. Every time I try to go do stuff, I. Uh, you know, it's just it, to go do anything anymore. Just it takes time, it takes effort. But been able to do uh, a lot of online uh, stuff. I think we'll get into some of my sniping. I've been. I was going to ask you. I got to figure that out because I got sniped a couple of times and it upset me. I got I got a system down. I've been doing doing okay. Uh, the thing I like about it when you snipe is it's kind of like when you go out to. Uh, you know, I always have to go gambling gambling related. It's kind of like when you go out to uh, play the slot machines or whatever. You have your money that you're going to play. And then you leave the ATM card or whatever at home so you can't keep withdrawing, you know. Um, if you snipe, if you set it up right, and uh, you just walk away and let it do its thing, you're not going to be there bidding. We'll get more into that a little bit. We can get on some detail. but you're, you're, That's a tease. What they call that's a little tease. That's going to keep you guys listening for the next uh, at least 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> well, we'll tease on that. I had some good uh, feedback on some cards already. Uh, do you want me to get in that right now? Yeah, let's hear it. Adam's oh, been... Boy. Pretty excited. He, uh, those of you that weren't listening last week, his, his first real batch of PSAs came back. Um, I'm sure you guys have all been listening, but 
cards are, are really hot in the resale market right now, and Adam's going all in on it. And uh, he was pretty excited. He got he got his cards back, and he was putting some for sale on the. Uh, I saw him on the uh, local groups, and every time I see him, I give him a thumbs up. So I, I've been really pushing hard because, like I said, you, you know, Granny says you can't sell out of an empty wagon. My wagon is full, but nobody knows I've got any goods to sell. Yeah, you got to get them in front of the right customers. So I have a death pile, in, in a good way. I've, I've got a death pile that I'm finally. But um, you're saying you have some good reviews. Some good. So I, what happened? So I, I've done my my due diligence. Like he says, I, I'm trying on uh, to find my 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 area of expertise, my place that people will buy um, on a regular basis, the right customer. So I listed on the Facebook Marketplace, um, I put it on um, eBay, and then I also did some on Macari this morning. So I'm trying to figure out again where my, my best part is. I already have a ton of people watching. I've already had a couple offers come back to me today. Like I literally just listed some of them this morning. Um, but again, it's that what do you refer to it? Fast dime or slow nickel? Exactly. I exactly. think it's the other way around. Right? Well, I mean, you know, some people do it backwards. No, that's funny. you might be you might be a slow nickel in the fast dime. I don't know. I, I lived with Pelican for two years, so you never know what's backwards there. Um, so I'm, I'm really trying to figure out the right way to do it and, and getting these all these views on my cards, watchers, offers. I will tell you one thing. I got into that Facebook market. You know those like. Pain in the neck buyers. Yes, I I call them something we can't say on the air without offending lots of people. Like I get it because, like I said, I'm that. I'll make an offer, and like I said, you can accept it or decline it. You know, the scroll long. Most of the time, it's these people that have no intent of buying. No, they just they just want to voice an opinion on how horrible of a person you are because you're trying to make a, a dollar. There's a reason they call you Mr. Scumbag for for a reason. Well, I, I I'm, I've trained a clone. I I got a scumbag army coming up for next Christmas. So I, I'm just gonna read with you this 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 short um, back and forth I had with this guy. I've got this uh, PSA eight uh, Luca Doncic card on on uh, Facebook Marketplace for seventy five dollars. Okay, it's graded. Like I said, there aren't a lot of them out there. Um, <laughs> this guy says. Uh, do you take Facebook pay and I'll give you $30 for it? And I says, no Facebook pay and no to $30. 75 <laughs> firm cash. Cash. Okay. says, okay, good luck selling that for $75, especially a graded 8 card. eBay has a graded 9 by a better grading company for $70. I says, thanks, you could buy that one from eBay. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know, these people... And I, they, they think that they're the... And here's the problem. A lot of the stuff on the Facebook marketplace is like a, you know, like a flea market or, or garage yeah. sale. And, you know, also, maybe that's your card on eBay yeah. that's costing more or different. A better grading company, that's all debatable. Um, I'm sure you're saying Beckett. It's not debatable. PSA is the best. That's what I think. But, I, I mean, you know, you can debate it. If, yeah, if, if you want to come down here, we can do a podcast for an hour about why we think whatever's the best or whatever. But, you know, those are the top two. Yeah. But also, if he was looking at Ebays and stuff, he could go look at the solds and yeah. see that what you're offering. I mean, that's the ballpark. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, if he came at you with 60 or $65, maybe there's some wiggle room there. Exactly, because then you take out the fees and there are other, other you know, circumstances. But I just thought it was really interesting. So, I, you know, like I said, most of the... the Buyers we've had in the past, like this has been pretty straightforward. I haven't tried selling a lot on Facebook Marketplace just because usually you get more money outside of where we live because people are friggin' cheap here. <laughs> that, that's that's calling it nice. Yeah, that's uh, that's putting that's putting that yeah nicely. Um, so that, that was that was an interesting thing, and I you know I don't know. You tell me. I mean, how 
I mean, I, I don't even know what this Facebook pay is, which uh, doing this podcast, I should probably know. Does Facebook have their own currency system now? Uh, I'm guessing he was trying to scam me out of my uh, bank account. That's my guess. Okay, I don't know. If there is Facebook pay, I need to get signed up to be able to take that, especially with Christmas and everything coming up. But, I mean, you just got to get that thick skin, right? I mean, it doesn't matter. The guy can come back at you and say, you know, this card isn't that good, or that guy's going to have a bad game, or, oh, hope you get it now. He's going to break an ankle, or... Or whatever, if you weren't going to give it, but for $30, I mean... Well, here's the thing. He was trying to give it for $30 so he could turn around and sell it for eight. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame him. There's plenty of times I'll do that kind of thing, but if you see somebody's got it graded and they got it up there listed on right on the dot, you probably know they know what they're doing and, and uh, not going not gonna to lowball or, or haggle that way or, you know, all about how you approach it. I've never got this uh, this approach, and it's kind of the same with yard sales or, or other things, too, where somebody's like, well, that's a, you know, oh, I want that. For example, Adam's got a lot of memorabilia here. So, hey, I want that football from you. How much do you want for it? Uh, you know, hundred bucks. A hundred bucks for that piece of crap. You'd be lucky to get twenty for it. I'll give you fifteen right now and uh, put you out of your misery. But there's no way you're gonna get a hundred bucks for that piece of junk. There's the door. Exactly. But people think if they insult your stuff or if they lowball you that much, so you're gonna second guess and think, oh, that is a piece of crap, or I do got that overpriced, right? Like, and you're going to have a lot better offer if you're like, oh, man, that's a cool football. My uncle played it to you. How much do you want for that? And you say the 100 bucks. I'm like, well, I got I got 75 on me right now cash, but um, would you take that? And maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. That's the same with the online negotiating is a lot of times people will uh, will come in and try to insult what you got. But in the same spot, they're trying to buy it. So why do you want this item if it's such a, you know? Exactly. It's because they want to get it because they know there's value there. And if you're doing that kind of thing, which I've been doing all week uh, of buying stuff to sell, uh, but when you're looking at something, so if it's a graded card and it's up for the same price, that guy's not looking to deal. He knows what it is. You're looking for people on Macari or on the Facebook Marketplace or whatever that have been cleaning out a storage unit that have no clue what this card is. They have a Luca card up for, you know, $50 or, or $45 and you come at them with 30 because they're just trying to move product and make money. They're just trying to get a fast dime yeah. or fast nickel. Now you've got me all mixed up. The slow, the, yeah. <clears throat> they're just trying to turn around and uh, get some money really fast. Yeah, they're trying to make money. And, and they don't really have a niche. They're just trying to move product fast and, and you know, go on to the next deal. A lot of times if you go to uh, fleet markets, which I don't know if there's anything that are really open or going, there's these guys that kind of do that. They'll clear out um, storage units or they'll go and do estate sales, and they just kind of buy all the leftovers, set up a table, right? And you can just go there and negotiate because they're just looking to clear until the next week and, and hopefully make a little profit. But if you're... Uh, looking for this to be your, your, your profession or what you're doing uh, seriously, I mean, if you can't, even if, the, it's all about your approach, right? Yeah, it's yeah, all about your approach. You and, and Adam's told me this with the local post office and a lot of other things, but you get a lot more uh, honeys with, with uh, or not, a lot more flies. Now i got all my things backwards. A lot more flies with honey than uh, with vinegar. Vinegar. Yeah, so, so, I mean, every now and again, you might just have somebody that wants the money, doesn't want to deal with you, and like, yeah, give me 20 bucks, move along. But more often than not, it's kind of like when I'm on this big high school kick with all of our applications of parking lot and all that, right? It's kind of like in high school, there's always that guy that would like go pester the, the women wanting dates. And like... I believe he's on the friend list. <laughs> well, I'm not going to out people. I think he might have been my roommate. <laughs> well, that, but these guys will go up and they'll like, you know, just bug these girls hoping they can get a date out of them. And what, do you want a pity date? They're just trying to get rid of you and they shuffle along and go... Where if you went up and approached yourself as like, you know, like probably he's the women's man from what I hear. But you'd go up there and you'd get to know him. Hey, my name's Adam. Get some stuff in common. 
and they they could slow sell and say, hey, uh, you know, you want to go out Thursday or whatever, right? Yes. And you get a lot more dates that way. The same thing is online as far as like, hey, your stuff's a pile of junk. I'm doing you a favor. Let me give you five bucks here, and I'll take that off your hands for you. Versus, hey, that's a really nice card. Hey, I live in Dallas. You know, this is my man. Yeah. Uh, 70's a little steep for me, but what are you, what are you willing to do? Exactly. You know, where are you at? So, uh, and be aware of that. I mean, we got the holidays coming up uh, with that. Hopefully, there's a hot toy. Um, that's a whole other discussion. There's some hot stuff coming out this this holiday Q4. But when that happens, if you do go online and and put it on the marketplaces, which I'd say do because you're you're meeting the fees and you got the local people, as well as eBay and Macari. Uh, I was talking with Mr. Painter this week, and we kind of came to the agree agreements that you know we're not even going to mess with that local stuff here for a little bit because you get this kind of stuff. But eBay's pretty hot right now. Macari's pretty hot. But some of this stuff. Like if you have a big hatchimal type thing, which was hot a couple of years ago, I mean to ship that to package it up, it took a little work versus driving down to the local Seven Eleven and and selling in the parking lot plus fees and all that. So, um, but there will be people that will come out of these groups, and it happens every year, and they'll, they'll basically tell you that uh, you're you're spoiling children's Christmas, that you're a horrible person, um, <clears throat> that your eternal afterlife is going to be spent in uh, a pit of a fire or whatever, Death Valley. Death Valley and uh, that you have no soul. And you just got to learn how to take that with a you know grain of salt. Um, I usually engage in those conversations only for the reason that it will bump me up to the top of the list. So every time somebody comments on the algorithms that Facebook has, uh, at least in our local yard cells in the past, uh, if anyone comments on something, it bumps you back to the top of the page. And so uh, people would be trying to tell me what a horrible person I was, and I would engage with them to keep them going because it would keep it at the top of the page until it sold. And so they were really doing me a favor. He is a troll. However, um, I think it was last year my wife asked me not to do that because she was afraid for my, uh, <laughs> she thought I was going to get shot, which, you know, I don't know. And so I, I didn't do it last year, really. I don't think there was really a hot thing that was no. selling. I just kept everything on eBay anyway. But um, things you got to be aware of. you got to have some tough skin or, or don't go in the marketplace or on, on the indoor yard sales anyway. The marketplace is kind of fine because yeah, it's kind of like a classified type thing, but yeah, you'll still get people that will send you over messages and stuff. And you will be. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot. I've got a list here. Do you want to go down this list? Yeah, let's go down the list. So, again, there, there's so many different um, ways to get knowledge, and that's what we're trying to, to provide is, is some things that we've done right, things that we've done wrong. Um, I can't go into any names because I have his permission. I guess I could. It's all, but I don't want to. Yeah, it's all right. Um, if you listen to the podcast, we thank you. Yeah, we're, we'll get into that information. But there's some early eBay mistakes. I think there's some things that, again, I think I'm not past that stage because I haven't really sold the kind of dollars amount I want to. But I'm really trying to get into it, and it's just a, a short list of some things that um, somebody came up with that I really agreed, I really really liked, and then we'll get into some cons that. Uh, this guy, man, some guy came in and told me how wrong this guy's list was. <laughs> well, you know, everyone. here's the thing, and here's the beautiful part about eBay or online selling. When I say eBay, I mean all online selling, except for Amazon's a little different. We don't yeah. really get into that. Macari, Facebook. Yeah, that's all the same. Um, do it your way. Right? It's, it's the old Burger King, like, whatever works for you, do it that way, and if it works for you, it works for you. No onions, extra pickle. We, we all do it our own way. So and there is like I said, so there is no right way. It's it's debatable whether yeah, I might not PSA is better. Yeah, yeah, I might not agree with his whole thing, but he wouldn't agree with my whole uh, yeah. list. So so the well, first one he talked is, is sold listings with low demand. They're, he's saying that they're bad purchases. 
Um, that's always, you know, if you're going to sell items, it doesn't necessarily mean because they haven't been sold, but you want to look at it and say, well, am I going to be able to sell this item? And I think this is something we talked about a couple weeks back. We, yeah. we focused it with cards, but when you do the scan, because we always say scan, 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 if three items have sold and it's, a, you know, maybe it's $100 over what you're going to pay, so you're like, oh, man, this is a money pit, right? I'm going to earn a money pit. Yeah. I'm way off on all the analogies today, but it's like a gold mine. Yeah. And, but then you go and look and there's, you know, 10,000 that are listed for sale and only three have sold for that. It, it's, probably, it's demand. It's supply and demand. And a lot of times when you first learn to scan, you're like, oh, that sold for $70. I can get it for 10 That's usually the first thing that you do. But if you don't look and see that there's been multiple sold, well, you have to see how many were listed. Yep. And if there's only a couple listed, you know, you make that analogy in your head of, okay, was this good? Is yep. it in demand or not? And if you look and only one sold and there's 100 listed, obviously, who knows why it went for that much, okay. but yours is going to sit and collect dust. So check, make sure you sold. And again, just because it has low demand, is might, there might be low population. That's what Derek and I have been hitting a lot of, is these so, low population cards, which makes it more... Um, People want it more, more desirable. So yeah, I mean that's the same thing. Is is what's what's available yeah. out there? What's what the demand? Want? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is a very you know spot on. Not inspecting clothes good enough. Oh, I'm horrible at this. Yes. I go to yard sales or thrift stores, and this is one reason I really like my wife to come with me. She's a lot more detail oriented than me. Um, I throw stuff in the cart or I'd be grabbing stuff, and then I'd have to go find her because she'd be like, "Well, you know, there's a paint stain there. Well, you know, there's a butter stain there. There's a hole in this one. Is that okay?" Because I mean, if you find, you know, an original Iron Maiden tour shirt, you know, that has paint stains or, or holes in the pits or whatever, you're going to sell that guy or, or Grateful Dead or whatever. You're going to still make a few hundred dollars off of it versus Absolutely. if it's uh, Kenny Chesney's last tour that, yes. you know, you might be able to make five, ten bucks, but if it has a hole in it, then it you might as well make rags. So, so good yeah, inspection. Good inspection. That's something that Absolutely. you end up redonating or, or you're wearing holy shirts for the next week. That's right. Um, the other one is, is not testing electronics in a store. Um, I, I haven't really gotten into the electronics. It's yeah. always sketchy. Um, I try not to do a whole lot just because it is something that you kind of have to know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, as far as like plugging something in, a lot of, a lot of these stores have plugs and outlets. Yeah. and I'll do kind of the basic thing, but if, if it does need to be repaired, I know people buy like the turntables and they're looking for, you know, the right needle and stuff. I don't know enough about it. Yeah. It's, it's again, it's another niche. We do know. I mean, if you get on and you, you look at, you know, the, the best 25 items to buy, the most look out for. I mean, they talk about anything Bose equipment. Sure. Um, a lot of Sony stuff. You know, VCRs are always hot. I have several, but I've never listed them. Well, and here's so. the thing, too, with video game systems and stuff. I have done that in the past, and you probably should set them all up. If you're in a thrift store, you might not have all the equipment to yeah. set it up. Sometimes you need to take just a stab in the dark, depending on what the prices are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, feel free. I mean, if the if the store doesn't let you and says no, you can't try it or, or whatever, that's a pretty good sign that it's probably not going to work. Yeah, a couple of tips. You said make sure you have screwdrivers, you know, batteries, flatheads. Like I said, if you're going to do it, you're gonna yeah, do if that's your crap. niche, I mean, if that's what you're doing and that's where you're going to make your money, yeah, yeah, I mean, come prepared. All education. Um, the other one is upgrading your store, not upgrading. If you're going to do it, like it says, we've talked about it. You you can dabble your feet in there, you know. If you're going to try and make money, what I mean by that, when I say money, you know, you could make $500 a month, you could make $5,000 a month, or even more, but you have to put the time and effort. It's all that number of listings. Yeah, you need to get some, some listings up, and, and when you do, you need to utilize what comes with those stores, but uh, just because you're not a premium or an anchor store, I don't think, it depends what you're selling and how much you're, I mean, you can be selling 20 items, but making, you know, 
a couple hundred off an item, that's yeah. just fine. Or you might have, you know, tons of shirts and stuff. And you're making 10 bucks, so you need a bigger store. Make sure that you have enough for the listings that you're paying that you're not yeah, costing we, yourself money. But You want to do it. Um, other important thing, this is something we always talk about, is, is posting. Posting daily. Like it says, it all depends on what your commitment level is. How big do you want that death pile to get? If you listed a couple items every day, you're not, your death pile is at least getting, uh, you know, there's one thing that motivates your death pile, and I believe that's selling things. Selling things, and also we talk about the, the eBay algorithm uh, with their search engine and stuff. We don't know a whole lot about it because they're pretty secretive, but we do know the more you list, the more you sell. And if you list daily, it keeps it active, so that should actually boost you up in the rankings to sell more. Yep. So if you're, you're listing, even, I mean, I, I, I'm bad. I'll just do weekly or biweekly where I'll just list a whole bunch of stuff. I should probably schedule it out and have a couple go each day to keep that fresh, but I'll just, I'll just dump it on there. It's working for you. It works, but um, it's not a bad idea if you can just have a couple things so each day, a couple things go in. It's like the, uh, the old uh, quarter game that we talked about where you put a few quarters in, they drop, they're pushing over the edge, and eventually, ching, 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 starts dropping. Really walk again. So you can put 50 quarters in all at once or you spread it out over a few days. You know? That's a good idea. Um, next one is, is not taking hundreds of pictures at a time. You know, that's again. That's a if you're listing every day, you're going to be taking that many pictures. And that's where it comes to how people list, right? So, um, with cell phones and stuff, you can take pictures pretty fast. Some people like to do all the pictures at once and then go back and make a listing. Some people like to take the pictures and do the listing as they go. Yeah. I think that's a personal preference thing. Uh, I've got into with the cards and stuff because on your iPhone it will save them all. I just do my, my pictures, I have them all laid out, so I will do multiple with that, but when I'm doing uh, shirts or other items, I'm, I'm going to do it as I go, because it might say on the item description, it might want to know, hey, where's this made? Yeah. Hey, what's the model number? Stuff that you don't have on your pictures, you're going to have to go find it again. Gotcha. So it's it's that's a preference thing, I think. But uh, other part of that is not taking good pictures. That, now that's something that, again, with no excuse with technology that we have now, your cell phone, uh, cameras are better. A lot of people that were the professional using the uh, the Nikon series yeah. five hundred thousand. You, you don't need to do that anymore. Um, you probably have to work on lighting a little bit. Make sure that you have a you know. The hard thing I've been as I'm taking pictures of, of these cards is my reflection. Yeah, I, I've given up on that a little bit. I'll just I'll just be in some of the pictures or whatever because you cover what they're getting. But I've been trying like you know handing over and like. You know, reaching my hand over to make sure it's you not reflection. reflection. So that one's kind of been interesting. And some people have like like the, the light boxes like you've talked about. I have one. I guess I need to break that out. You need to break that out. Or, I mean, yeah, take good pictures because, again, um, the old cliche or, or thing that they always say is take pictures like there's no description, right? Description like there's no pictures. Exactly what you said. So, so. Um, like I said, there's several down there. I want to go and hit a couple more because we're trying to kind of give some help you with some early eBay mistakes, things that have uh, I've been doing, things that other people have been doing, kind of conglomerate list. Um, the other part would be, you know, taking the correct amount of pictures. I mean, with my cards, I don't know what you're doing. I take two pictures, one front, one back. There, there is no need to take more pictures than that, in my opinion. And then that's Adam's opinion. I'll, I'll take a few. It depends on the card, right? Yeah. I mean, if it's something pretty commonplace or whatever, a couple will do. If it's like... I don't know, a Mickey Mantle sign thing, they probably want close-up yeah. on signatures or and I guess if they're not verified. It all depends on the item. Yeah, and uh, it'd be different. Like, so this is a graded card, so... Yeah, I mean, eBay gives you 12 for free. I think they're, they're uh, I can't remember if it was six or four that they recommend you put in a, a thing to help the search engine, but if you're taking pictures of the same thing, nobody wants to see three pictures of the yeah. same exact thing, so... 
that's that's a, a again preference. Like you said, the more you do, the better off you're going to get. But again, if you're showing those, like you're selling Honka trucks, you want to say made in wherever it's made because that makes a difference. And you want to show China. pictures of the uh, the wheels or, oh, maybe they're made in America and worth some more money from back in the 40s. Maybe it says a copyright, so. maybe it has a copyright on there somewhere. You want to show all those little things because some of those things make big dollar differences. So. Yeah. Um, talk about buying you know, diversity. Like I said, you... Until you're really doing this, you don't quite know what you're going to sell. And Derek still sells quite a plethora of different items. I mean, yeah, sometimes you get bored. Like right now, cards are going good. We're liking it. We're having fun with it. But a couple months, it might not. It might tank down. It might get bored. It might get oversaturated. And uh, it might get back into video games. Or you got Christmas coming up. A hot toy might come up. And that's where you're going. You got to be you gotta be on a, the pivot. You got to be able to, I, to pivot. I, I don't want to get into too many, but can I share the one item that you 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 sold that was uh, discontinued? Well, if I don't want you to, I'll just edit it out like I do everything else. So, no, go ahead. Again, to get into this diversity, I mean, we we talked at least a year ago about uh, discontinued food items. Derek sold discontinued iced tea mixes for $119. Yes. <laughs> That's that's diversifying your portfolio right there. And uh, if you remember, if you go back and listen to when I talked at uh, eBay, yeah. and we did that, I, did I, that. I, I said, you know, one of my bolos was the sweet tea, and somebody in the back told me to shut up or yelled at us to shut up. So I wasn't the only one doing that. Um, even with these podcasts and stuff, people are getting pretty secretive about what they're selling and what they're doing. I get it. It's your your bed. Your uh, the, the rebuttal of this, and it's, this it's your, I'll, I'll, I'll okay. share that with you. It's, I guess it's your, it's your uh, some people's paycheck and stuff, but you got to be able to, to look ahead and, and to find other things. And I mean, I got something I'll, I'll talk about a little later. My bolo that I'm going to finally talk about. I've been selling for about a month. And I didn't put it out here because I didn't want the, I didn't want the competition. But um, you know, it's it's how it is. I I don't know. There's there's always interesting. Be- and like I said, here's the way I look at it is. I hope that everyone is listening to this podcast is going to take this advice and start doing it. I mean, I'll be honest, even the stuff we're talking about, I don't do it all. I try to do it. I'm learning to do it. But if all of us were doing it, then we're creating the right kind of sellers. The market is huge. Like, mm-hmm. literally, the market is absolutely ginormous. And, you know, even if you said, well, Derek told me to buy discontinued ISD. Good luck finding it. Well, at this point, yeah. I mean, if you can find a bulk up on it because it's it's long gone. Yeah. I mean, even the same thing. I mean, we talk a lot about sports cards. You know what? The, the more demand it is, the more cards that are selling, the more that is going to be out there. And here's where I come down on that because um, we've had we've had Mr. Painter in the studio with us. Me and you are selling cards. He's selling cards. Me and him are, are specifically going over, like, the same wrestling cards. Um, you know, most people say you're killing your own market or whatever. There's, there's enough out there that we live in the same geographical region. We grew up about the same time. We have the same kind of taste. We're both having success. I mean, there's no way I could buy everything that he's buying or he could buy everything I'm buying and, and keep that flowing. So, um, yeah, I mean, just helping somebody out, you know. You learn. You, you learn, you learn. Each other. And, and that's a good thing. You can share stories and what's worked and what hasn't worked for you and, and uh, you know, dare to list a little higher. That's one thing I've learned from him in this recent one is, yeah. was, man, he's, he's going for it. He's, he's hitting that, that fat pig, as they say. He's, so He's getting it. So here, my next one, these are kind of really my, my pet peeves. Like it says, I've been buying a lot, so I'm getting a lot of different packers. And some packers are good, and other packers are just not uh, good. My favorite's Todd Packer. Uh, yeah, he, Todd Packer is a good guy. Uh, the office reference. Um, packing it safe, packing it quality. Uh, using your 
eBay supplies. Derek always talks about using their eBay supplies, but the again, make sure that when you're shipping something, you want it to be safe, you want it to arrive safe, but don't make it like impossible for the person to open. Like when PSA sends you someone. Oh, yes, that was well. I get it. Like I had a knife, but I opened it up and it was very, very safe. But it didn't have like scotch tape around everything. I hate when I get stuff from scotch tape because then I have to take it out of the container, re-put it in another thing. So that's okay. what you're doing. Safe and secure, but have a place where they can cut to open. Um, just and professional, right? Uh, a lot of people just think of, you know, I'm a little eBay seller. I'm, I'm nothing, you know. But really, you're a professional seller. You want people to come back and do business with you. Just send something how you'd like it to arrive. It doesn't have to be crunched up in a, a grocery sack, duct tape, or, or anything like that. So this is going to be the last one we're going to hit on. Again, these are uh, eBay early mistakes, things that you should, could, take it for what it's worth with doing. But some people list, like, their tote number or the, their area that they have this stored. How do you... Obviously, we know because inventory. Inventory. We did have the great epiphany. I don't know if we brought it up, but Derek did find his five hundred dollar bill. I did find it. I he don't lost, think we brought it up last week. He lost a five hundred dollar bill. He, he had sold an item, but he could not find it. I've done the same thing. I've had two items that I couldn't find. Some people are, are suggesting that in your pictures, one of your twelve, you take a picture of the tote that it's in, and, and you know where it is. Where or how would you suggest people take care of that? I'd suggest some find what works for you and do it. I need to do a better job of this myself, obviously. True. But in um, how many years have I been doing this now? I've only had like two or three that I actually could not find and could not send out. And last couple weeks, that five hundred dollar was a huge one. It was an eye opener. Huge. That uh, you know this this can't happen because. I mean, that's $500, right? So how do you do it? How do you keep uh, track of your items right well, now? What happens right now is I have areas. So I have a, a closet where all my sports stuff basically will go. So I got certain spots where I'll put things. Uh, I got, like, my rock st- uh, concert shirts all in oh, uh, one yes. one uh, against each other in alphabetical order. So you go into the closet, get them, and then come out and know where they're going. Know where they're going. I have all sports stuff in a certain spot. I have totes where I try to put things like like together however that's not the best inventory system because if, if holly had to do it then she doesn't know your system exactly if i die tomorrow who knows where i put it, it makes sense in my mind but it might not make sense in somebody else's holly i've got three hundred dollars i'll take it all a lot of people do have some sort of an inventory system where they'll have it you know bin one two three four abc however you want to do up down left right and i think that's a good thing to do i think that's a good thing to do when you get into it at first and yeah, there's little places on on your item descriptions on when you're listing somewhere you can put in, hey, put this in tote two or the green tote or whatever. What he's getting at is whatever you're going to do, make sure you're doing a system and be consistent with it. Yes, because the amount of time that it will take you when you can't find something to go and find it and oh, tear apart through every tote, you know, 20, 30 minutes. I mean, that's listing time or lifetime. That adds to the price of what's costing this. That's yeah, it's costing the ship. It's taking your time. Time is money. So you might be making five dollars. By the time you go and look for something for two hours, is the five dollars really worth it? Yeah, you know, time, time is money. So do some sort of a system, some way for you to know where items are, so you don't have to. Anyways, uh, getting through all of that information, uh, Derek set us straight. He knows what's going on. We better hit a break. I think we've earned it. We, we better hit a break. Come back and. Uh, 
There, there's a reason we call this the Death Piles and Taxes podcast. Why do we call that, Adam? Because for the rest of your life, and even the year that you die, you have to file your taxes. Well, I got a guy that does that for me. That's right, because here at Adam Up Accounting, that's what we do. We take care of taxes. We're very familiar with online retailers. Even if you're listening because you enjoy the sultry sounds of Derek Everett, we will take care of your taxes. Check us out online, adamupaccounting.com. The social media is we will help make sure that you file your taxes timely and enjoy the process. Adam, if we've learned anything the last couple months, it's that we've been paying too much for things. People are looking to save money. That's where our friends over at Visible Mobile come in. People are paying crazy amounts for cell phone service, and they just realized how much money is going out that door. Go over and check out VisibleMobile.com. Look at their plans. Look at what they have to offer. If you like it, remember it was us at Death Piles and Taxes that sent you. You're going to want to use our promo code BBWBQ. They got specials all day long. Just go see what they have, and if it works for you. Okay, great. It's because I have a cell phone, and I need to pay less money. Welcome back to the second part of Death Piles and Taxes. And we're back for the second part of Death Piles and Taxes. Whoa, you're getting in the red over there. Yeah. Um, they say they like it when I get a case of the red uh, behind. I'm going to say one thing. You cannot pull the wool over on Uncle Sam. I, uh, I'm i not going to get myself in any trouble. Well, I may, may or may not have just overheard, but uh, some people, man, I, I don't know how you do what you do. I think some people think, you know, like when you're just playing with, you know, your kids, your nieces or nephew, there's that cute little trick, like you'll grab their nose and you put your thumb in there. I got your nose. I got your nose. I think some people think they can do that with the IRS, but they are just bone dry stupid. Well, if you have a lot of assets and you have to show that you own a lot of assets, like if you just live on the street somewhere and you have a secret hoard of millions of dollars, the government's probably not going to put that one together and stuff. Yeah. If you live in a nice house and you have properties and you have automobiles and you have businesses and motorcycles and uh, let's say a Harley Davidson motorcycle and you're driving all around town and then you go to the IRS and say that you make less than a kid in college, that dog just don't hunt at him. I, I, that's the biggest death piles and taxes. I know we try and get into the fun part. You know, wow. eBay is always like the fun part and selling. And if you're out there, okay, I, I know how it is. You're selling stuff. You're probably trying to get a little ahead, or you're doing this as a business. But you're uh, you're wanting to know where you can get away with things. I know we all have to pay taxes. Everyone wants to write off things. They want to feel like they're getting one over. Or they're a good business person. I got your nose, IRS. That's where you have somebody like Adam, or you have whoever, but I, I recommend Adam, if you hear the commercials, uh, we, we strongly recommend Adam Beasley, Adam of Counting. But talk to somebody like that before you go out and, and file your taxes and say, okay, it shows here that I made $10,000 this year, but it shows over here that I brought in $100,000. Am I going to have any problems? And somebody like Adam's going to say, yes, where did the $90,000 go? Yes. And if you can show where it went and that's all you made, Maybe you're not the best business person, but you can show it on paper. Excellent point. Um, paper trail is everything. Make sure that you can document your stuff uh, when it comes to online selling, same as any other thing. Adam's been saying it for years. I heard somebody the other day saying how you don't need to have receipts anymore or something like that. Um, take pictures of your receipts. Uh, that is a, a skewed statement. Okay? Like I, said, I know I've mentioned this. 
credit card statements are wonderful, but especially in the business that we're in, uh, they always want to know about sales tax, like charging sales tax, you pay sales tax, use tax. These are all taxes that you probably don't even know about. Well, eBay takes care of it. Well, maybe they do, but what about the marketplace? What about Macari? What about these other Poshmark? What sure. about, you know, Etsy? There's so many different avenues. Selling to a guy down, I mean, if you're doing big business where you're selling somebody down the parking lot of whatever items you're doing, yeah. and you're going to pay your taxes on that, there's not going to be sales tax and no. stuff because you just mean from the Facebook marketplace or, or Craigslist. Well, I don't have to claim that on my taxes. Well, maybe you don't, but at some point, the government's going to want to know where that money's at. And if you're being successful, um, I mean, because you're going to show, hey, I was buying, you know, $30,000 of this unit from Walmart or from this wholesaler or whatever, and I resold it, and I made this money. The government's going to see this on your taxes because you're going to need it for a write-off. You're going to want to use your mileage that you're buying stuff. You probably have a credit card where you're buying stuff from. Uh, the government's going to say, okay, you made this. Where's our cut here? You're going to hang yourself. It, it's... Let me ask you, have you ever seen or heard of this website? It's called Google Maps. You ever seen that one before? Is it from www.googlegoogle.com? Yes, that's the one. That's an awesome website. <laughs> um, the IRS can go on. They can see your tax return and see where you live, and they can look at it and drive by seeing, man, Derek, he said he made that. That house is way too nice for that kind of money. And a lot of people are like, well, the IRS is never going to do that on, on small potatoes or whatever. Sometimes these guys get a little, little something in their craw, they get a little salt in the wound, or they're just bored, right? It, it went, and that's a great question, because what happens is as you're an online seller and you have a Schedule C, a sole proprietor, that's what a huge majority of people listening, resellers, that's what they do. The second that your income... Okay, I'm not talking about your net income, what you actually made, but the minute that your gross income goes over $100,000 in one year, you are automatically red flagged. The IRS, that's like a ticker. That's like one of the audit triggers is not. Not saying if you make 100000 come in, you're going to be low, but that's one of the tickers. And that's the other thing that Derek mentioned is, is the ratios, the percentages. I made $100,000 on now my net income is five. Well, where did you spend $95,000? Well, I sell stuff on eBay. Oh, okay, why did it cost you $95,000? How are you treating inventory? Did you really have $25,000 in travel? Or is Derek just paying to go see uh, Mick Foley in uh, you know St. Martin's? I, I don't know. That'd be a fun time. <laughs> I'm sure it would. Um, you know, realistically, where is it? So that's one of the other things that can definitely help as you grow or if you want to do things um, fly under the radar, not fly under the radar, but do it the correct way. You have an S corporation. You're an LLC S corporation. It's 1120S. It's a separate tax return that you file, and that's flowed through to your personal return. Here's the reason why. We're all about percentages. We're all about gambling. Well, we're not all about it, but it's an enjoyable pastime that we all have. Derek, if I told you I'm going to give you a 5% chance to win $100,000, would you rather take that? Or would you rather say you've got a 0.5% chance to win $100,000? i take the 5%, Adam. That's the correct answer. That is the difference, okay? The IRS goes after those companies as an S corporation they're audited 0.5%, less than 1% of the time. Those sole proprietorships, again, that $100,000 mark, 5% of the time. 
that's just that's just the ratios that's what it's worth they publish the information so as you grow you want to make sure you're flying under the radar you're doing the correct things and it would be behoove you to there set up a business correctly It'd be advantageous oh to make sure you have an S corporation because it's going to save you time and money and it's going to take away that scare factor of hey Derek guess what you just got you got a letter that says you owe 40 grand because you lied on your taxes and guess what's going to happen it doesn't just mean for that year because it's not like all of a sudden you have a come to Jesus moment oh I better fix that you've probably lied in previous years and in future years and and that's the thing too you're thinking well they didn't audit me this year they're not proficient or fast. Like no. you might get audited from 2015 or something, and then the can of worms has been open. It's kind of like when we were talking before the break about, um, you know, when you're doing your inventory, you can make up for that lost time. It's going to cost you a lot more in the long run. Just do your taxes right the first time, and you're going to save yourself all that time and trying to come up with where the stuff went, not doing the receipts. Get yourself a good accountant. It's like a good mechanic or a good cook. You know, you just want to have that in your back, your back pocket. So if someone does, you know, if you get that letter saying, hey, you're being audited, you call up Adam and say, hey, they're, why are they auditing me? He says, I don't know, but we got all your stuff, all your ducks are in a row, any problems. Yep. And if you don't have any problems, you have no reason to be worried. If he said, if he say uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention a few things, then, you know. Don't lie. Like, this is, just like you're not going to pull a fast one over. I get it. I understand. you got to be within reason. Paying Uncle Sam, being... An American lover, we all got to pay our part. And there's and there's legal ways to go around. Like there are legal ways. It's not you know pulling a fast one, but there's legal ways to take deductions. There's Absolutely. legal ways to take your trips. There's legal ways to buy your Harley, buy your houses, deduct this, that, or the other. Just do it right. Don't say on your sole proprietorship. How many miles did you drive? I drove fifteen thousand zero 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 exactly fifteen thousand. Darndest thing. And of that. 90% of it was for business. Really. Just put yourself in their shoes. They're looking for the easy person, too. They don't want to do a bunch of work. $100,000 on that 5%. That's what I'm doing. So you have those red flags, and you start diving into it, and you're like, well, that doesn't add up. That doesn't add up. That doesn't. We're auditing this guy. Uh, and I, you know, versus where it's like, well, maybe, I don't know, put it in that other file. We'll come back to it, you know, and maybe it gets buried or, or passed along. I know that the IRS agents tell me, like, you know, we don't get any money, which I totally believe. They don't get money that comes in. But you better dang right know that they have, like, a, a list, and, and it's like, hey, man, I went after this guy, and we got 50 grand. Well, it's like a, like like cops, right? When we talk about it, there's there's quotas, not quotas. It doesn't matter. You have to fund. You have to justify why your job exists. Exactly. So if you go and, and you're auditing the guys and you're only coming out with a couple grand each time, they're going to say, okay, you're doing something wrong. Yep. If you're coming back with... Hey, MC Hammer money, you know, Willie Nelson. Those guys are probably, yeah, they're they're legends wherever they're at in their office. It's like, that's the guy that got Willie. Wesley Snipe. That's a good point. I mean, you think about it. I mean, they did make a show about the guy who got Al, Al Capone. So, don't be the guy, don't be some guy that the IRS is bragging around the water cooler <laughs> on the next Monday of, yeah, this guy thought he could get past me. Let me tell you what we did. You don't want to be that guy. I got that, Derek Everett. He said he had a Tesla and he made $15,000. Be the guy that's going to the eBay meetup groups and saying, yeah, they tried to audit me, but I had all my stuff in there and they wasted their time. Boom. And they wasted their money. They're, they're never coming after this guy again. That's right. Well, that's the, you know, that's, uh, yeah. that's the ungiven rules, the, the, the taxes part. Like, so we don't get too heavy into it because it is not that fun. But the IRS is... Uh, 
either your greatest business partner or your worst per partner that you hope becomes your ex-wife that you're never going to get rid of and you're going to pay alimony forever. Oh, man. This is, Don't screw it up. Yeah, so I almost get into sniping. Can we get into sniping? Yeah. Now, is, is this like what happened when I was uh, younger and we'd go camping and, uh, you know, we'd we tell the guys, like, hey, man, go out in the woods and get that snipe. Is that what you're talking about? See, here's what I don't. I don't know where the name came from. I don't know because, you know, snipers are like the, the military guys that, you know, shoot people from afar without being seen. And uh, Is that the terminology? I'm not sure, but it's called sniping. I don't know if it's the fictional bird that you go out and try to find. That's on the movie Up. What is it? Sniping. The snipe. Oh, there's snipes all over. Yeah, King Kevin, of the Hill. Kevin. Yeah. So, not that kind of snipe. What kind of snipe? I don't know what kind of snipe it is. On eBay, now a lot of what I'm doing, Adam's been talking about this for weeks too, is uh, not really going back to the thrift stores or going out shopping a whole lot. I'm not 100% comfortable to be back in, you know, society with everyone. You have to wear your mask. To go in anywhere, it just takes, it's a lot longer. And you have to go and look. And maybe they got your stuff, maybe they don't. Or you have to sort through everything. You don't know if it's clean. So I've been doing a lot of online sourcing. And uh, a lot of my online sourcing has been through Macari or online, uh, like, Facebook Marketplace and stuff like that. But sometimes that gets a little saturated or you can't find what you're looking for. So what will happen is I'll go to eBay and I'll just do an auction search for things that I'm interested in or things that I'm looking to buy. And when you do the auction search, you're going to do the opposite of what you're trying to do as an auctioneer. If you're running an auction and you want to get the most people to see your item and have it close on, you know, preferably, I'd always say Sunday evening, but you can say Friday afternoon or, or Saturday. And you want to do it at a time when the majority of the people can see the items. So here in the United States of America, when I'm, when I'm doing a personal auction, I'm going to end at about 6 or 8 my time because on the East Coast, that's still 10 o'clock. There's still people up not wanting to go to work on Monday. They're just piddling around online looking to buy something. But it's still late enough that somebody on the West Coast... Um, I think it'd be like 7 o'clock there. So still, you know, and everywhere in between is in their, their stage. So there's not anyone super early or super late. You're in that sweet spot, as I like to call it. Uh, a lot of people don't do this. They'll just put it up and it'll end at like 4 in the morning, 2 in the afternoon. Um, just these random weird times. So I have, uh, in the past, I used a, play, a thing called Goof Bid. Goofbid? Goofbid, but I went back over to Goofbid and they were trying to charge for some things and it just wasn't working how I remembered it working. So, through my own research, I went with a thing called uh, JustSnipe.com. Not paid by them, not endorsed by them, but that's that's where I went. And they gave you X amount, I think five for free or something like that, to try it out. So, um, I tried it out, had some success, I liked what I saw, I like how it went. So I actually signed up, I think it was $5 a month for unlimited snipes. Uh, what a snipe bid is, is uh, say I'm going to buy a ruler from Adam, just for, for ease for the for the internet here. Ease for the internet, for the podcast listeners, is what I'm trying to say. Adam has this ruler up, and it's going to end Thursday morning at 6 a.m. I don't want to be up Thursday morning at 6 a.m. trying to bid on the ruler, because I got work, I got other things to do. Also, a lot of times what happens is when there's five minutes left or so, the big money kind of gets pushed in. And you'll kind of go over your budget. So say I want to buy that ruler for $30, but with five minutes left, somebody goes to $35. Well, then I'm going to go to $40. They're going to go up. I'm going to end up spending $70 or double my budget to get that just to prove that that's mine. And that guy can't have it. 
And now I've lost any market of, of resale or, you know, I've lost my money on it. I spent more than I wanted to. Um, so what I like about sniping is I'll go and find an item. You put in the item number and it'll bring it up and you say with five seconds left, with four seconds left, whatever time code you want to put in there, this is my max bid. This is my all-in point. So for this ruler, I want to go in with uh, two seconds left. I want to go in thirty. $5 is, is the most I'm going to do. And then you just set it and forget it for the better, for the most part. So what would happen is instead of me watching and bidding up, this guy might go in $30. But with two seconds left to go, I push over and go into 35 Now, I might win or I might lose, but at that point, I hit my budget, I hit my all-in point, and I can live to fight another day or I win it. Um, a lot of times when you're watching auctions, you'll see that happen with a couple seconds left on a card or wherever you're at, you know, you think you have it for $10 and all of a sudden it just jumps. So, again, what, what was the website? What are the part that you're using? Uh, what I'm using right now, I believe it's called Just Bit or Just Snipe. Just so, Snipe. Just Snipe. Um, again, I, I'm pulling it up and there's several of them. So let's Yeah, there's plenty and you can go find which ones you want or what works best for you. Again, I'm not endorsing or, or paid by these people. If which they'd like to, they should be more than happy to come on here. I was using, like I said, Goof Bid. Um, previously, but this one seems to work for me. So uh, I'm just going to bring it up here, and we're going to do a little a little tutorial. Just snipe. Because um, the reason you know Derek had talked about is I've been trying to buy some things, and I've gotten sniped on a few things that uh, you know. Here, I'll just give a good example. Like I said, I'm a very example-oriented person. Um, I was you know looking at some cards, and, and there was a couple that I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty sweet. I guess I want that. And it ended up really ticking me off because the one I didn't win, the one that I was really, really interested in is uh, a Zach Moss card. Oh, and I probably got it. I probably sniped you for please it. Please tell me you didn't. Cause I'll my, sell it to you. My Mac bid was $15, and somebody came in at fifteen fifty when there were like three seconds. Yeah, left. they sniped you. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I lost it on this card by 50 cents. And see, they, they probably put in like $19 max or whatever. Yes. And so at the end, it just pushes in enough to win, yeah. unless it goes over, which sometimes happens. Yeah. But if you have a budget, that's a nice way, because you get these bidding wars, yeah. which is a seller we love, but as a buyer or somebody that's going to resell, you can't you can't get caught up in that or you're going to lose a lot of money. So I've just sniped, like I said, if you really find an item, and, and, the, and it's always, you're coming from the guy like behind. You're usually, you're not the guy that's winning. Uh, you're the guy who's not winning, but you don't want to get in that bidding war and bid when there's three, four, or five minutes. You're the guy that comes in when there's like five seconds left and you just automatically, you're yeah. going to win. Yeah, you, you push all your chips in. And that is if your bid is higher than what their max is. Um, another thing is, yeah, if you do it on eBay, it'll say what's your max bid, right? And somebody will put $30 or whatever. Oh, and you gave me this tip. Do a little bit of change or something in it. I think that was Painter. Um, he did it odd enough because uh, that was when Pelican was in here. If you have the, when the auction ends, so if you, if you were to tie, it is it goes tie goes to the first bidder. So that's where sniping could get you. Is if somebody has an odd number or you tie, if they had the first bid in, um, they would technically win that auction. Where you coming in at the end would not. Um, so that's that's something to consider. If, if this is something you have your heart set on, you know, there, there's a few things, but it's it's a game. It's a it's hard because I've had to learn to let things go. Yes. Which I guess it's another point. Let it go. I saw somebody did that. Um, so that's the beginning of the sniping. Now, 
I did something that I haven't done since we sold the McDonald's mat. I put my Luka Doncic PSA 9 card on an auction. So I just put that up. You can follow us on, on Facebook on Death Piles and Taxes. Hey, they're there on the uh, on the show notes. We have I, our, I, our stores linked. I want to sit right there on the thing. You can Which a lot, of, a lot of other podcasts don't do. Yeah, I, you can go right there. You can see exactly the item that I'm talking about. I did. I looked it up because I, I know what you said. You said you want to make sure you have a good time. I put this up. My auction is going to end, and I uh, had to set it late. I listed this item about nine o'clock this morning. It's you know it's about three thirty right now. I made it to where this item wouldn't show up until about two forty-five, and it's going to end in five days, which means it is going to be going on right during the Dallas Mavericks playoff game. It's going to be right probably the second quarter when this auction is going to end. Hopefully Luca's having a great game at that point Luke for you. having a good game if he's already had a couple, but that, again, that's what Derek's talking about is your... That just got another like. Look at that, man. There you go. And, and to... Uh, and to uh, what am I trying to say here? Oh, to schedule an auction, it costs you ten cents. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to do that because it's ten cents. Yeah. I mean, put it in the prime time where you can get prime eyes. Like Ab's saying, uh, he's scheduling his for a playoff basketball game with the player in it. Yep. Uh, you got to think weekends when with guys that would be buying this kind of stuff. Yep. And maybe you're not selling sports cards, so maybe you're more. I don't know what you're selling, but knowing your your uh, core audience is going to be available and watching. Yeah, no one's there. That's why I said, you know what, when I put it on auction, I did put a minimum reserve, uh, but I think it's going to go over that. Like I said, there's, the only way to do it is got to learn how. I'll give, you, I'll give you 30 bucks right now. You're not going to get that out of an eBay auction. I'll tell you that right now. For that piece of crap little car that you're selling, I mean, I got cash right now. I don't want to insult you or nothing, but I mean cash money. $30, huh? $30 cash right now. Why don't you take that $30 and get them out of here? <laughs> Anyway, so that's that's just kind of some. Uh, uh, all right, all right, thirty-five. Final of them walking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, so we, uh, just so you know, the last one sold. Um, anyways, you, you got to try things. So, like I said, we're we're trying to you know again give you some money, some ideas. This is the death piles and taxes podcast. I think the sniping is probably more of a visual. If ever we get to where we can put video on uh, on YouTube or so stuff, so this will be something. This will be something to show. It's kind of hard to explain. A lot of you are familiar with it, but. Uh, showing the process, it's one of those things, go look into it. Especially if you're buying online, there's resell from eBay. And you can, I mean, a lot of people do the fixed price, and just try to find things underpriced. But yeah. also, there's a lot of auction stuff out there that's going to end at 3 in the morning and, and stuff. And just, don't get, like, over, in, you know, don't get over enthralled because, like, I got to win that option. I was just looking at a card that I wanted. It was on auction. It ended up going for $46. The same exact card, I could buy it now for $50. So, so there's no profit in there. No, you you got to look at everything. So that's a lot of nuts and bolts. That's getting into it. Like this is we're heavy death pile. We like to talk taxes. You know, we're trying to help you out. But I've had a request, Derek. Well, um, do we take requests? But yes, we take requests. Okay, what's what's the request then? And which the just not, we're gonna definitely work on that. We're gonna get on. Yeah, maybe after the show, I'll show you a little bit. It's just trying to explain it. It's yeah. it's one of those things. Visual helps a lot for me. If you haven't done an eBay auction, do yourself a favor. Find something that you like. Find something that you want in your PC or your personal collection, and and go to you know follow an auction. 
Make some bids on it. I'm telling you, it is the thrill. It is just like you're rolling the dice. Well, that's, and see, that's what they're hoping is that, I mean, that's what I'm hoping. That's what you're hoping is that Absolutely. about halftime, Lucas having a good game and you get people in a bidding war and I'm going to get that. I don't care what it costs me. Exactly. You know? That's that's the whole idea. So we're doing a lot of nuts and bolts. And like I said, we always encourage you to try. Uh, but I had a request. People want to be derailed. They want a derailment with Deloy. Well, yeah, I got a derailment this week that I can't really talk about. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I can get myself in trouble, but um, that's what this whole podcast is about: getting yourself in trouble. I know, I know. Let me, let me think for a minute. Uh, I got conflicting feelings with the postal service. You know how I'm always upset with them, but the same. I want to get political or whatever. But as resellers, we need the post office to be functional, and I need to be able to drop off something, and it needs to be able to get there. We don't need to get it. If it turns into we have to go FedEx rates and stuff, we're out of business. We don't need to get into that. We already talked about taxes. We need the fun. I need the entertainment. Entertain me. Give me something that I'm going to walk away with that is going to be memorable. Well, that's going to be memorable. No pressure. Like, why don't you tell me during the break to be coming up with something? Well, you should always know that people want derailment. Like, so they want to know. Uh, Derek is the guy who's full of stories. Like, it says he is always involved. Um, a couple weeks ago, if you didn't listen, he he hit it right. Like, he ate some cow tongue um, tacos, and he is now the in crowd at his work. Um, you know, he's a part of the. Uh, um, Quinceañeras, like they bring quinceañeras. <laughs> I know what that means now. Anyway, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. Um, rumor has it you can confirm or not confirm. You can tell me if it's true. I've never met him before. Um, I have heard and I've seen that you had an acting career in the past. Well, I, that's I wish that was true. I'm a little I'm a little mad somebody stole my gimmick and hasn't given me any royalty checks. They they look like me. They dress up. They stole this pirate thing. Right from us. There, there is. Uh, if any of you have children, um, I know everyone. You know, everyone knows Peter Pan. Um, there was a, a, a spinoff, uh, Captain Hook, Hook the Hook. That was a great movie. Robin Williams loved that movie. Um, we're getting into the Jake and the Neverland Pirates, Disney show, um, Sharky and Bones. This guy, Derek, is a spot on Dead Ringer. That's why I asked them. My kids are convinced that I, I showed them the video and they asked if that was Derek and I told them yes. Which one am I? Am I Sharky or Bones? You are definitely not Bones. I thought maybe it was one of those ironic things like, you know, slim, slim or tall. No, there, there is a guy. Sharky. There is a guy that looks exactly spot on like Derek who sings and dances and I'm convinced that you could say that that was, well, it was you, allegedly. Do you think I could get some of those, you know how they have those Comic-Cons where you go to sign things? I do. That's do you think I, mean. I could get, is this guy overdosed yet, or is it something I can buy off him the rights to do? I, I, I think what we ten, can do. Ten bucks for a picture and an autograph, and we'll tour the nation. When this, this coronavirus ends, I will shave my beard and dress up like Bones. Oh, so you can be Bones. I can't be Bones, but you can be Bones. Oh, I've been doing my walking. I've been uh, cabbage for a while. How are those dip cones going? I, I did have a uh, peach shake yesterday. Um, but, Derek, you look spot on like uh, Sharky of Sharky. And uh, I'm pretty sure Sharky got all the ladies on the, on the Pirate Island. I, got a little, I do got a little derailment. Um, here's a lesson, life lesson for the kids. Wise lesson for the kids: Gather up uh, all your all your small uh, children right now around the I'd say radio, but there's not a radio. Whatever you're listening to this to, and tell them this is why you listen to your parents. Adam, as you know, my my uh, father works in a hardware store, 
and then kind of the retail type business there. Uh, I was down visiting the other day because I'm a good kid and I'll go say hi and I like visiting with my parents. And he said, man, it's hard to find canning lids right now. They're, they're out of stock everywhere. And I said, what? And he said, a lot of people, because of Corona and everything, panicked and they planted gardens for the first time. A lot of people never planted gardens before. And now it's time to harvest your vegetables because it's the fall. Huh. I've been holding on to this for a few weeks as a bolo. And it was what I was going to share, but I've been selling so much that I haven't wanted to have people encroach on my uh, on my turf. But I, I feel safe in sharing it now because uh, by the end of the month, it's pretty much harvest season's over. So a lot of people are, are, are buying, uh, well, they're, they're gardening and they're planting seeds and stuff. So it comes time to harvest what you've, uh, what you've sown. And a lot of that has to do with bottling, especially when you're talking your peaches. You, you know, you got your, your cucumbers, you got your beets, you got... Uh, a lot of the stuff that people will can. Did your uh, your grandma probably can growing up? Your mom probably cans. Uh, my uh, mother-in-law does excellent green beans, corn. Oh man, there's so many good things. So what happened is the stores didn't foresee this demand for canning products, and so um, there's shortages on 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 uh, mason jars, your ball mason jars, on your canning supplies, on rings. Um, but what I've focused on, because it's easy to ship, they're, they're lightweight, they're cheap, Very small. is just the lids. And you can get a, a pack of uh, lids, 12-pack, um, for about $2.99, $3.99, depending on what brand you go with. And I'm able to be selling those right now for about $10. Huh. So I've been selling a lot of, of lids and uh, making that, that profit off of them enough that we bought out grocery stores that do have them. I just went and bought, you know, a case. I had uh, had my brother who's, you know, out there helping me out do stuff. He went to a couple grocery stores and bought a few cases for me. And they're easy to list, especially when you have one item. You can, I mean, I can put up 100 just as easy as I can put up one. And so uh, because I was listening to my parents and my dad saying, hey, we can't get these in the store. Uh, they had a couple there. I did a quick scan. I said, oh, yeah, there's a demand here for these. So... Uh, that's my derailment, is I listened to my parents, and because of that, I found a bolo that not a lot of people were able to jump on or know about. Uh, he since sent me pictures of Facebook groups and stuff where people are asking where they can get these items, and I'm able to stop in there and say, hey, I got some for sale, or you can go on eBay, right, and find them. But uh, it was one of those things where the window was so short, I didn't want a lot of competition, so I haven't been saying it. You, you're letting people know. So that's, that's my derailment, I guess, is uh, listen to your parents' kids. They usually know what's going on. Even when you're older and think that you have it all figured out, you can still learn from your parents. And because of that, I'm going to have a great... I, I always have a, a... They thought I was going to have a summer party this year because of things happening, I didn't. But I take all my quote-unquote employees out for Christmas. We have a Christmas party where we usually go over to the local steakhouse there. I say, order whatever you want on the menu on me. We get some, some prime ribs, some steak. They usually have some music going. We'll go look at lights afterwards, so... Uh, not only that, but my father's been providing me with uh, a lot of bubble wrap and a lot of uh, cardboard, which you know is worth its weight in gold. So and purses. So we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have some some new people at the company party this year, Adam. It's gonna be a good uh, death files and taxes party this year. We we got you know Corona took away the baseball game. It was gonna be that big. First pitch. I was first pitch for the Orioles. They told us we'd uh, overthrow the capacity numbers, so they didn't allow us. So they canceled the whole season. Yeah, they, they I mean, we were gonna go out and, and thrift store with uh, with, with listeners. Yeah. Um, Eventually, this is going to come to an end, and when it does, we're going to have a good time. 
But in the meantime, you got to keep your listings up. you got to keep your stores up. I was listening to the eBay official podcast, whatever you want to call it, and they were saying that they saw with the corona, the numbers, um, like basically went up, I think it was 20-something percent of people. Huge. I mean, Biggie. it went from 17 to, I think, 22, 25 uh, percent of people that do all their shopping online. So uh, it's grown. It's growing. Um, we always talk about the fourth quarter. The holidays are coming up. Get sourcing that stuff. Uh, I know everyone thinks you're crazy, but uh, another thing is with the hot toys, I know we always talk this way, is I don't have kids, but a lot of you do, and there's there, watch what your kids are watching and what's being advertised to them. That's a good idea. Because there's going to be ads and stuff that come up when they're watching their Peppa Pig or their, what's this guy, Blippy, Blippy? My kids are older now, so they want no, to there, There's some guy that's got the suspenders, he's kind of cool. Blippo or something. Um, that's the thing. You haven't heard of it, but you need to know what they're marketing or what he's selling. You're uh, the, the Ryan egg, I mean, was yeah, uh, that was big. I don't know if he's still Ryan's world, but you got to do your research. And if you do figure out what's going to go, I mean, don't be afraid to go all in and and have a good holiday season. Let's have some money out this fourth quarter. Let's let's make the IRS want to audit us because we got hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes. And uh, that's a good place to be. Yeah, so... So go out and, and try some new things. You know, get out there, try and make some money, enjoy what you're doing. Um, follow us on on social media. Like I said, in the Facebook group, I, I wanted to put that auction in there. Like I said, I want you to kind of be able to see it, watch hey, go, it. Go try an auction this year. Yeah. Uh, this year, this week. And go 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 try it. List it. Follow it. And if any of you are big Luca fans, like I said, I'll, I I pulled it out of a pack. I paid twelve dollars. My investment in this after shipping. Hey, well, it's about $20. I'm really hoping that this uh, auction gets up to about $150 to $200. So we'll see what can happen. Go If, if nothing else, send Adam a message, lowballing him, tell him that he's crazy and that you'll take it off his hands just to give me a giggle. Come back. Um, and then also, I, I did throw up I, I Derek's um, job right after high school. You can go on there and enjoy the video on the uh, social media on the Facebook. That's page. adult only, though. It's not. 18 plus. Don't even listen to this. He was... Sharky and Bones, he was the uh, pirate for... No wonder you wanted to call it eBay Pirates. <laughs> I told you this guy stole my gimmick. Exactly. No, no, this is you. This is our pirate. I wish it was. Jake and the, if I had that kind of money, you think I'd be peddling old shoes on the internet? Oh, old Sharky would be good with his money. <laughs> Going after those to Blooms. I, I heard Sharky underreported his income and the IRS took it all. My bend those... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get Sharky in trouble. That's because there's two things in life that are for certain. Death piles and taxes.